life. But it was a long journey. It was definitely a long journey. Definitely. So what's the last book you've read as far as fiction and then nonfiction, if you've read both sides of the coin? Yes. So I the, well, the book I'm reading now is, well, I'm reading two books now. So I'm reading The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander, which is a really great book. Um, and, you know, when Malcolm X said that one book, reading one book can change your life, he's definitely on point with that. So I would say The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. And what, all, what do you like about that book? Before we go the reason why I like about that book So is, far, uh, you finished it. Yes. Yeah, so it talks about right now, we live in a day and age where social justice is a big issue in our country. Absolutely. Um, e you know, equality is a big issue in our country. Uh, mm -hmm. Systemic racism is a big issue in our country. And we live in a country where not everyone is treated fairly. And the new Jim Crow talks about mass incarceration and how mass incarceration was pretty much designed to oppress the black man in America. And a lot of times we don't really think about that. We don't think about how we are, we only make up 13% of the population, but we are incarcerated at a higher rate than any other ethnic group in America. Right. There's no other country that incarcerates their minority they're minorities more than the United States. We incarcerate our minorities at a higher rate than any other country. And we don't even make up the majority of the population. And when you think about that, you think, why is this? And Michelle Alexander does a really great job breaking this down in the book, how our communities are over-policed more so than any other community. So if police officers are more focused on the black community, then of course, we're going to be arrested at a higher rate because they're paying more attention to the black community right. than the white community. And so when you look at those things, you're thinking, wow, you know, why is this always an issue? You know, how there is a strategic plan to target, you know, the black race when it comes to policing. So you think about these things and you see how it actually contributes to the downfall of and a lot of the issues in our community a lot of people when they ride when they drive through a black community a lot of times they say wow look at all these people they, they they're very judgmental but they don't actually really know that it's not because of and now some of it has to do with decision making but i think overall a lot of it there's a root you know you have to get to the root of the issue and the root of the issue is systemic racism which mass incarceration plays a part in that right. and i think she does a really great job at that um i'm actually on chapter four right now mm -hmm. um and it's a book that i've been wanting to read for a very long time and I've, i'm really happy i actually got the opportunity to really be able to get the book and actually read the book and it's really opening my eyes to a lot of things i would say right. and so, also mm -hmm. so i know you're big on research sorry for cutting Oh, no, it's fine. Um, it's fine. So when you're reading certain books, like I'm starting to now do the whole, I like to highlight key things. Of, so whenever I do look back at it, I remember key points and reference. Are you doing that with this book or are you just reading it as a free flowing? Yes. So mind? a few things, actually. Um, the one thing that actually stood out to me in this book, which I always knew was the case, but Michelle Alexander actually 
she she pretty much pinpoints on it. And you know how when you speak to your you know, your white counterparts and you, you know, they say things like, oh, you know, I have tons of black friends. I'm not racist. Or we even saw it in a debate last week where um, Vice President Mike Pence said that, you know, Donald Trump has a Jewish grandson and a right. Jewish son-in-law. So he can't be, you know, prejudiced or so. But Michelle Alexander says there's something called implicit bias. And implicit bias is a bias without even realizing you actually have it. And just because you are friends with someone of a different race or a different ethnicity doesn't mean that you don't have an implicit bias. So just because I may have a white friend doesn't mean that I'm not, I don't have an implicit bias against white people. Because a lot of the times it could be subconsciously and you don't even realize it. And a lot of right. the times, you know, there was a quote that I actually found on the internet somewhere. I forgot who said this quote, but just because someone is friends with you doesn't mean that they're not racist towards black people. They could still be racist towards black people. It just means they just think you're like, you're you're a little bit a little bit better of a black person compared to the rest of them. Exactly. And so she does a really good job actually highlighting that in the actual book, which I think is really but important. What I'm asking you is like, do you highlight some things when you're reading it? And if, you, if it catches your attention to hold on to it for a later date, I'm asking your research process. Are you highlighting or are you just reading through? I'm, I would say I'm, I'm not highlighting per se. What I am is I'm reading. And then when I find something, I stop and then I Google to do more research that way, I would say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, for instance, I would, I, like, for instance, during the Ronald Reagan era, um, I believe this was in the third chapter of the book, she talks about an actual grant. See, what was taking place was Ronald Reagan, President Ronald Reagan actually wanted to target the Black community and he wanted to get the, he wanted to target them and pretty much increase the amount of times the law enforcement arrest uh, black people in black communities for drug offenses, but he wanted to get local law enforcement more involved. And he, he tried to get local law enforcement more involved because it was mainly the federal agencies, but he wanted to get local law enforcement involved. But local law enforcement said, hey, we want to focus more on crime. We don't really want to focus more on a lot of these drug offenses. So right. what he did was he thought strategically, unfortunately, and he created a grant and this grant was a lots of money. I forgot how much it was and I forgot the name of the grant. I believe it was called the Bird Grant or something Bird. And what he did was this grant was for specifically for local law enforcement, but there was a catch. He said, what you have to do is this grant is going to fund you to be able to get the necessary equipment you need and the necessary staff you need to be able to increase the 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 drug patrol and being able to arrest the drug offenders in these communities and he also put a quota on it and he pretty much put in the in the actual grant that you have to give updates each quarter on the amount of arrest the arrest that you've made mm -hmm. and depending on the arrest you made you will be able to get more money and this is how he was able to use this grant to be, able to, to be able to entice local law enforcement to be able to patrol Black communities even more, which 
which led to a lot of, so I, what I did was I was able to do more research on that to see, wow, I didn't even realize that. And, and there it goes. It was, uh, it was definitely a few articles I read where that actually was the case. Uh, so it's definitely a great book. I definitely encourage anyone who wants to pretty much in, you know, expand their knowledge in mass incarceration and how that actually is oppressing a lot of black men in America, I would definitely recommend them to read that book. Absolutely. Jim Crow by, say the author's name again? Uh, the New Jim, the new Crow, Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. By Michelle Alexander. And what's the other book you were about to um, reference as well that you Yes, the, um, the, I'm actually reading um, the book on Malcolm X uh, biography. Um, the autobiography of Malcolm X? Yeah, yeah, which is, okay. uh, which is really good, really good book. I'm, I'm still on chapter one, um, but That's I- That's written I, by, the, by the state of his family, correct? Uh, it's written by Alex, uh, forgot Alex. Alex Haley. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. The same, the same author who wrote Roots. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, really good book. I've watched the movie, um, which is a really great movie. Uh, but I wanted to read the book because the book actually gives you some more information on Malcolm X. And, right. um, so I'm really still early on into that book. I'm still in the first, um, the first, I would say the first chapter, but uh, but it's definitely something I'm excited to dive into. I've heard a lot of great things. Every time I I tell someone I've watched the movie, they always say read the book. That's always been their recommendation. Right. <laughs> so I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely reading that book and getting into it. So what's the last book you actually completed? And the last book I actually completed was actually just I would say just before the end of the summertime, and that was by Dr. Umar Johnson, the, the Psycho Holocaust of Black Men, Black Boys, I believe it's called. And it pretty much talks about how the Board of Education, a lot of the times in these counties, in these communities, they use <clears throat> special education as a way to segregate a lot of our schools and to be able to, to, be able to prevent the black boys in America from being able to reach their fullest potential in the classroom. Or create and, uh, the pipeline for the new prison system, I suppose he's also talking about. Well, well, it's mainly, it, there, there is a little bit of that in the book, but it pretty much talks about how, so for instance, when we were able, when once we were able to desegregate schools in America, what took place was, you know, the the majority of the people were not happy with that ruling, for instance. Mm -hmm. So they were not happy that the fact that white kids and black kids can go to school together. That was something that still was not happy, even though, you know, Brown, Brown Boys Board of Education, you know, took place and, you know, and Thurgood Marshall, along with a lot of other civil rights leaders, they were able to actually, you know, desegregate schools, there were still a lot of people who were not happy with that, specifically white people. And so what took place was they made special education. And pretty much what they did was they used that as a way to, hey, what we can do is they're going to come to the school anyway, but we can also see if we can segregate them inside of the school. So it looks like they're all going to the same school, but once we get into the school, it's segregated. So they created special education as a way to prevent black kids from 
being in the same classroom with white kids. Now, as now today, it's gotten a lot better. You don't see much of that today, but he pretty much talks about how that was started right after the desegregation of schools. And what mm -hmm. took place was they actually had criterias and what, what constitutes a learning disability, which is very vague. ADHD, which is really vague. You know, if, you, if I was to tell you some of the criterias, you would say, well, that sounds like every actual boy in America, you know, mm -hmm. a boy who, you know, talks a lot, a boy who pretty much, you know, moves around a lot in a classroom, you know, any boy that's in middle school can't sit straight because we're, we're, we have a lot of testosterone. We want to move around. We can't, you know, that's the one thing about boys is we're always, we're wild, you know, we like to move around and like the, you know, I mean, loses things obsessively, you know, these criterias are so vague and they made them very vague. So they could fit whoever into that box. Exactly. And guess who was going into that box? Black boys. You know, right. And and that's what they were doing to actually be able to segregate the schools to keep them still segregated, even though they were desegregated. Right. OK, I have a few more questions. For you. Absolutely. Check my notes. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, no, it's OK. Do you have any tips for writers that want to get into the space that you're in now specifically as far as 